On the inaugural episode of Solana Sunrise, it was way, way more positive emotion despite the current price action. A lot of conversation around if you can weather the storm, survive this bear market, survive these negative price points. The upside potential is severely outweighing the downward pressure. We did discuss some things on where we think the future is going to go with everything going on, how we feel that the market's shaping up, where there could be a potential option to dive in, and what we are looking at as far as price points, price action, the unstaked validators that have a ton of soul potentially dumping on the market, the FTT token death spiral that occurred, and all of our NFT bags currently trending downward. The light at the end of the tunnel, though, is everybody on stage was so excited for the future, emphasizing that they'll be here next year. And looking at the market, there's a ton of buyers stepping in with Magic Eden still seeing 175,000 Solana volume over the last 24 hours. If you want to tune into these episodes live at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, 8 a.m. Eastern time and 5 p.m. Eastern time for all that sweet, sweet market alpha. Let's get into the episode. What is going on, NFT ecosystem? We're back for a special, special morning slot. I'm happy to be here. Things are bleeding, but man, GMGM. GM. It's a delightful day to have a good day. I'm hyped to be here with you all. I'm hyped to talk about the market. Soul's still selling off, but I've said it for a while. Sub $20, I'm a buyer. Here we are. Bought some Solana this morning. Not going to blow the whole load trying to time the bottom, but... DCAing has usually proved to be quite fruitful. The other crazy stat that I saw in the last 24 hours, Magic Eden's done 175,000 Solana volume. So clearly people are still buying, still showing up, still finding good options to enter. It looks like I should have waited 72 hours to buy my monkey because it would have been 50 sold cheaper. But you live and you learn. Now I have a sweet laser-eyed monkey that's going to take over the world. I'm not mad about it. But man, there looks like there's some deals. I'm excited to go shopping here soon. D-God's down to 150. Utes, sub 50. Blocksmith, off of 100, down to 60. OK Bears have finally broke 30. Utes, Tubes, getting a little closer to the Utes price. ABC, sub 20. But out of the top 12 in the last 24 hours, I believe every single one of them is green on the volume chart. You love to see it. Clearly, people are still showing up to trade, to buy, to sell. AMMs are seeing all-time high volume. That's chaotic. Clearly, other people are trying to exit, sprint for the doors, much like we saw some comments yesterday. But it's it's chaotic. It looks like we have a validator unstaking like a metric fuck ton of soul. That's a little bit scary. Seems there's some comments on it to actually kind of drive uh, a potential short squeeze, people calling for a USDC to soul swing on it. Who knows if that'll actually happen? Other than that, though, man, I'm, I'm just excited, I guess you could say. It seems like that all hell is still breaking loose. The market's in turmoil. But at the same time, people are still excited. Buyers are still present. People are still buying shit. And you can't, you can't get too upset about that. I'd be much more concerned if the floors were tanking and volume charts were down to like 30K soul. 175 is is not a bad thing here. So... I'm a little bit happy about that. If we break 200K, I'll be ecstatic. Hello Moon actually has us at like 187K total volume. So some good signs, some signs of life. Sure, Solana could keep selling. We don't know the details of the FTX deal. Obviously, with Alameda having a metric fuck ton of soul and FTT on the books, sell pressure could be present. But usually when you see the entire timeline calling for single-digit soul, it usually doesn't happen. So I'm going to start buying here. I've been saying I wanted it sub 20 to start buying for an extended period of time. I'm happy with a, a little bit of a nibble here. And if we keep selling, I'll continue to add.
JS, what's going on? GM, GM, everybody. Um, hope the bags are somewhat intact. Uh, you know, I, I think the effect of yesterday's events have not been fully kind of have not been wound out yet. Um, first of all, Sam Bankman fraud is going to go to jail. Uh, that's that's number one. Uh, I actually have a counter argument to that. I don't think he goes to jail. Call me crazy. I know Doquan's still on the run. I know we still have uh, our boy Martin Screlly telling him on a live stream that jail's not that bad. So that was that was unreal. That was one of the unreal. best scenes of all time. Like at that point, I realized we're literally living in like the most chaotic time ever. To hear Martin Screlly straight up say, "Yeah, dude, jail jail's not bad. Like, don't worry about it." Like that was absurd. But the other key thing was like. In the acquisition comments, he said that FTX is being acquired, not FTX US. So it still looks like SBF is going to have ownership rights to that. And I think the bigger concern would be uh, a US investigation in a US situation, because clearly we're a little bit more strict. And the whole like FTT token based in the Bahamas, all that stuff may actually allow him to get off. He's no longer a billionaire. So I think he's already taken the biggest hit he could. Dude, imagine losing $15 billion in 24 hours. Dude, I think you forgot that Urkin's going to send Interpol after him. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, people always say how, oh, Solana's so centralized, so centralized. And uh, I think long-term, like really long-term, a couple years down the line, maybe five, six years down the line, this is actually pretty bullish because we are going to see a distribution of those Alameda funds. Um, obviously... We just don't want them to market dump, but at this point, they probably will. So, yeah, but it's also like depending if like if Binance acquires them, gains those funds. The other thing too is like we do have to acknowledge Binance said that they're acquiring FTX, which is not Alameda. So like that's the key thing. They're gonna have to make right what they defaulted on. Uh, so there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the big thing there is also like what happens if they don't sell? Somebody acquires the assets. And actually just bag holds it. You know, like there's a couple different angles that can go into this. And that's something that I'm trying to understand a little bit more on because there's like so like this is unprecedented. It's the third largest exchange in the world, second largest, I believe, US. And them going under was something that so many people could not even believe was even an option or an idea. And here we are. And it all stems on the back of our favorite Ponzi. They launched a token that was completely made up. You couldn't actually even like market dump 10k USD worth without affecting like a five percent swing on it because the TLV, the total lifetime value or whatever it is, was not great by any means. And uh, if Alameda actually floored their entire their entire allocation, it would have taken the price to zero. JS, did you have something else there? Yeah, I was gonna say that I just don't see them wanting to unstake if they don't want to sell, and if they're just trying to transfer the assets and just give the wallets over. But maybe it has to be a transfer out of the out of the out of the wallet. You still have to unstake those validators. You know, like that soul is technically assigned to an authority wallet, so that could be the, the move there. So in order to actually move those assets away from Alameda controlled uh, wallets, you have to actually unstake that. All right, <laughs> let me think about that. <laughs> so like, there's a few ways to look at this. That's like I've been because that's the same thing. I know there's a lot of fear and concern right now about that staked validator and how much is having to be removed. But there's two different angles that it could actually go, and like. I'm playing the the positive side of this coin instead of saying like, yeah, dude, this shit's going to three dollars. We're fucked. Like, we need another SBF tweet. Tweet. I'm excited for CZ to tweet. Give me all your soul at three dollars and fuck off. I think it's a matter of time till we get that one. The deep. What do you got? Hey, easy. How's it going? 
it's uh, I, I would say it's a phenomenal day, but it seems like a lot of people uh, did lose all of their money. Uh, you know, the funny thing is some people shorted FTT on FTX, uh, made a bank, but unfortunately can't really withdraw it now. So I don't know, you know, whether to call them like extremely smart traders or extremely, extremely dumb traders. I'm still on the sidelines about that. But easy, I guess the biggest signs that we should have, you know, we should have looked for is when Sam Tabuko, who was one of the heads at Alameda Research, he went into an early retirement out of nowhere in August. I, I believe he was pushed for the exit at that point of time. And now it it clearly is an indication that something was wrong at that point of time itself. And Caroline was brought in just to, you know, save the sinking ship, right? So, uh, I mean, dude, those two guys went after every fucking one when the when they could. Like, every time they had an opportunity to sink someone's ship, they tried to do it. So, yeah, like I said yesterday, you know, it was just, like, sweet justice coming for them. But the only concern is how much collateral damage there is going to be because, yeah, dude, I... I honestly, like, if, you know, I'm pretty sure that most of the people, if they could bet on one entity who would probably survive all, you know, if, you know, like all of these conditions, they would have bet on SBF and F FTX, you know, because, dude, they, they seemed like smart and at, they've made various tweets in the past where they said that they would never bet with uh, customers' money. There are literal receipts out there. And... For them to be out there doing the same thing. And dude, SBF was like there, you know, secretly a lot of these exchanges are insolvent. And turns out he himself was insolvent. This is literally insane, Easy. This is literally insane. <laughs> but the deep, you have to remember too, like the way that they were bailing out these companies was with their fake internet coin, FTT. So like when you actually look at the companies that they bailed out, they gave them a bunch of FTT. So like I'm actually looking at these these companies that they bailed out with FTT. Because if they weren't insolvent until that, or if they were insolvent until the bailout with the token, they're probably now even more insolvent than they were before. Because FTT is down like terribly, so it's like <clears throat> this like weird balance of how do they actually execute this? What's even wilder too is I was talking with somebody at Breakpoint about SBF, who they had originally been working for FTX, and they openly said like Alameda is not a good trader. Like they're completely arbitrage focused. They don't actually long and short stuff. They literally just find the gaps and make their money on those gaps. And it makes way more sense now looking at like what actually happened here. It seems like clearly they were not the most experienced traders with it all. And they were actually a uh, tweet went out last night that said that it looked like during the Celsius collapse, FTX and Alameda actually went under for a brief moment. And they basically just market dumped a ton of FTT to Alameda to get them solvent again. And there's a chart that quite literally shows it drop 90%. And 45 minutes later, it's back to its uh, its basic peg. So there's like a whole bunch of crazy things that seem like they're coming to light now where a lot of people didn't really like dive into this. Dude, I don't know how people didn't realize that FTT was just a garbage like shit coin, basically. Like it's no better than bailing out a company with SHIB. And uh, it's chaotic, bro. Like this is the time we're living in. And we're starting to like figure out that some of our, our favorite, favorite, uh, <laughs> I'd call them bankers, our favorite crypto leaders are quite insolvent themselves. I am excited to see Binance come out with the public statements on their actual like holdings and what that means because I think that's a big step forward for the space. 
because now we can actually understand and the, the like we value transparency on the blockchain and that's a way that we can actually get some transparency into some of these exchanges and can feel a little bit better about it all. I know Kraken's also made comments that their balance sheet is basically just BTC and ETH and that they actually don't use any company funds and are willing to show as well. So getting some of these bigger exchanges coming forward after this situation, I think it's going to be a net win. It's just like, how much further do we have to bleed? I just really want an announcement on whether the FTX deal is going through, what the price point is, and what the assets are going to do. There is also a thread somebody just tagged me in talking about the gig along off of the validator stake. They're saying that Alameda's game plan should be heading into the unlock of $845 million. They send the USDC to an exchange, set a ton of spot sole offers way higher up, and then use the remaining USDC to gig along the perp. So based on how they've traded so far, that'd be the least surprising thing because I don't think they give a shit anymore. And we'll see what happens. Manny, what do you got? Yeah, man. I mean, from the NFT side, like, dude, we're trading a risk on risk asset. Like, the risk asset went down, but, like, nothing has changed, right? Like, absolutely nothing has changed from an NFT perspective, right? Like, all you have to do is you just move the zero one way, and then that's the new price. Like, I just don't understand, like, why everyone's, like, tanking the floors, and, like, it's a lagging indicator, but, like, I think we should have like a pegged price towards USDC that we look at things at. Like when I see a D God, I'm like, Oh, that's 15 racks. Or like I see a tile. I'm like, Oh, that's like seven to 10, like normally. Right. And like right now it's like $2,500 and like $4,500. I'm like, dude, this is like either the deal of the century or this is all going to blow up. Um, I'm looking at soul at 16. I'm looking at soul at like 1267. And then I have like a limit, but or a buy order at nine. So those are like my three ladders that I have right now. Um, I'm sitting in USDC, just kind of like waiting to see kind of what happens. And um, that's really it. Like, dude, Gene Parmesan's friend said, DCAing is how you make a bag. And like, dude, I'm going to spare us the genius and just do what that guy did. I mean, dude, it makes the most sense. Like I keep looking at it and I'm like, if I was a buyer much, much higher than this, why would I not be a buyer here? No, so now I'm starting to get more and more interested at this price point. And sure, it could be uh, an absolute bloodbath per se. Uh, it could go much lower. We'll see what happens with it. I'm not gonna not at least start nibbling here. I'm excited to kind of see where the price action goes because if it goes lower, I'll just continue to buy. I'm not gonna spend all the USDC here, and I'm just more excited to see like when this all settles, where we actually do find the bottom. What's going on, Andrew? Yo, happy to be here, bro. Hope you're doing well. Uh, uh yeah it's looking like a bit of a bloodbath but um i'm still bullish i mean i think if you look at uh the fundamentals of solana uh this event while short-term pain should improve it long term uh if you're looking at for example the fact that 45 percent was like of solana is inter like is is owned by institutions such as like almeida for example that's bad for decentralization uh so this is like one step in the right direction towards uh, further decentralization of Solana, which I think is a positive. The only issue is I think for Solana, it's almost worse if SZ, uh, the takeover is completed. I'm not going to lie. He's got very little reason to support Solana. Solana, you'd say, is a, a significant competitor of BNB and what they're trying to achieve. So I, for, for me personally, I think that would really harm the price. Uh, equally, the fact that, you know, there's that, um, what is it? Is it like uh, 45 million Solana unlocks uh, in 20 hours? Uh, which is majority owned by Almeida, which is ob obviously about to be go become insolvent. She expect that to be market dumped. Is 
is, is I think there is going to be a lot more short-term pain. But then again, like, I just use the time to buy projects that you really like. Like, I know personally, like, I'm looking at buying a U, potentially a God if it falls low enough and, and stuff like that and just and just hold for a long winter. Yeah, I cannot agree anymore. Uh, Bison Trades actually just fired off a good comparison from 2018 ETH to what Seoul's doing right now. And it's not the same exact event, but I think some of these Black Swan events actually shake things out. And the, the Alameda point, yeah, if CZ acquires it, there's still a massive ecosystem in developers. The rate of developers on Seoul has increased faster than any other blockchain. Sure, CZ may not be backing it directly, but it'd be tough to basically just force this to zero, especially if people are buying at certain levels. It also diversifies the whale holder count, where this big speculation of a centralized currency comes from the fact that Alameda has 60% of the allocation uh, staked and unlocked. So if that does start to be dispersed and now you have more retail stepping into the space and that massive amount gets diversified, I'm, ex- I'm like more excited for a potential future long-term on it and where it goes. So I'm also trying to just figure out some of those pieces and like what it might look like. I'm not saying by any means the bleeding's done. I think we still do have maybe a leg down, two legs down, three legs down. But all in all, like I'm still extremely bullish on the ecosystem and what's being built. And like there are still so many Fortune 5s and other companies that are considering blockchain tech and I don't think they're going to shy away from Seoul. I just think that this, the negative of this is like, I'm now thinking about these projects minting later this month for 7, 9, 10 Seoul. And I'm like, huh, it's actually not a bad price uh, based in USDC terms. Roddy Man, what's going on? Morning, easy. How are we doing? All right. Um, yeah, I mean, the markets and the people within it are more emotional at the moment. I mean, if ever there's a, a lesson to take profits when they're there, um, this is it, and I think people, you know, it, it, it goes well towards the education of actually people going for an event like this, actually, you know, making them better, you know, going forward in, into the future. I mean, you know, personally, I sold, sold a large quantity of solid like 125, 128, you know what I mean, around OK Bears time, if I remember right. And, you know, if it's 16 or if it's 8, it makes no difference to me, you know what I mean? We just keep... But, I mean, you know, I'm seeing people on, you know, Twitter at the moment and that, you know, I'm trying to predict the, and they've got these candle graphs out, you know, trying to predict wild games, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know, like, I'm trying to predict prices um, in the middle of, like, a wild war. Um, you know, there's a lot of plays that can go on here, you know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of different, you know, sh- smoke and mirrors that can, you know, r- you know, move this price around and play with people's emotions. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, try and predict it too much. I mean... Well, you know, whether souls can eight or sixteen or twenty. I mean, you know, if the price settles down at a level, then we can get we can sort of like get back to some normality because you know the NFTs will start to calibrate back to the you know previous dollar value or close. Um, in my in my opinion, um, we just need some um, you know, stability on the price basically. Um, until then, we've got a bit of pain. But I mean, um, I'm you know I'm watching Netflix. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? It's nothing, you know, it's just fucking another day at the office. But you prepare for these sort of situations in the good times. Um, you know, I think people have been caught out, you know, holding bags, etc. And you've got to remember, like, look, when the market's at peak euphoria and, you know, everybody, you know, it's like fucking free for all and everybody's eating. That's when you need to start, you know, tucking some away and um, basically, you know, for events like this. And then it, whether whether Sol's at 16 or 18 or whatever, we just we just like roll with the punches, like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I think it's a lesson for everybody to take. Um, when You know, when you see euphoria in the market, that's really when you want to start be talking some away. Um, so, you know, and then you can get you can get some good entries like we've got, you know, currently at the moment. 
No, I cannot agree anymore. I'm also, dude, I'm excited to see if the uh, SMB reflips D gods here in the next coming days. It yeah. seems like it's getting closer and closer. Dude, and fucking D gods. I'm like, I mean, D gods was um, eight soul at two hundred dollars, sixteen hundred. Um, I mean, going back down to that level, man. You know what I mean? You know, everybody thinks I've gone to the fucking moon and back. Um, really, in in terms of dollar value, um, then probably where I started, or them coming, them coming close. I mean, I, I didn't really jump on spaces yesterday easy, but Frank is acting highly emotional to me, man. You know what I mean? You know, this needs to, needs some clear heads in this. You know what I mean? And people, you know, just need to, you know, I'm listening to like JPEGs losing the minds, you know, and really you just need to like just take a step back, chill and just wait, see how this develops. And then we get back to business. You know what I mean? You know, where the souls are $20 or 38 you know, so you know, if you mold an NFT bag, sort of that will start to recalibrate the block. You know, the tech beyond the blockchain is strong. You know, it's been built in fire for the last 14 months, and you know, we will start to get back to some normality if it starts chopping around. You know, the 18 to 20 level. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, you know what you were saying yesterday. No, 100%. I want to pass over to Huddle. What's going on, my friend? Easy, bro. The conference curse continues, I guess, huh? Well, bro, it's insane. Like back to back years, like the conference marked the Pico top last year, <laughs> and we caught a scam pump to forty, only for it to come. Gave us a little Google. Off, bro. Gave us literally Google's coming, guys. No, it, it, you know, it took like I don't. We're all gonna be here forever, like Running Man said. Like I don't care the text. I was here for tech, man. That's what I came in DeFi and all this other stuff and. Art brings out emotions, and that's what's that's what's going on right now. NFTs emotions are strong. Everyone's got to protect their bags. And like personally, if you got time to just vibe in the ecosystem, that's gonna be that's gonna be the play right now, man. Bro, it's I'm, a perfect time to do your own research right now. Like now, we have nothing but time. We're not actively sprinting to trade. Like look into cool shit that's being built. Look into people who are making cool shit. Like figure out what people are doing. I'm just excited for a lot of that. I do want to skip some of these hands, though, because we do have Alex up here. I have not actually had an opportunity to ask him his thoughts on what's going on. Alex, it's great to have you. How do you feel about the market? Hey, yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I'm driving. But okay. uh, yeah, the, the market's sick as fuck. Like, I'm in peak fear. I'm like, fuck, I should just sell everything, get the fuck out. Uh, get rid of I could be wasting opportunity at the moment with time. Uh, no, uh, remove my emotions. I'm going to stay here. You're going to have to deal with me easy every fucking day of your I cannot life. wait. I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm excited for the future, bro. Uh, we're going to see. Well, I don't know what we're going to see. I'm not a fucking visionary. What I know I'm going to. All I can do is control me. Uh, all I can do is I know a weaker version of Alex would have quit. Um, it would have quit. But, yeah. We've got the. We've got a. We've got an indestructible Alex. Yeah, I'm just here learning, dude. I'm here learning. I'm trying to understand the FTA. I'm trying to understand fucking CZ. What in the fuck is he doing? Like, consumer trust, or myself, right? I can't speak with the consumer. I lost a lot of trust in cryptocurrencies yesterday because of what uh, CZ did. You know, you can say it's the fault of Sam and all that shit, but what CZ did kind of fucked up. But I gained a lot of trust in Binance, so... Uh, I'm taking those two in consideration, and I, I know you you guys were pontificating on like how the fuck is this deal gonna go down? You know, I, I thought that um you know he could be the greatest pump and dumper alive. He could be the greatest pump and dumper alive. He said you know we're gonna acquire oh oh it's a letter of intent. We're not actually acquiring. Did he just dump all of his fucking FTT when he put that fucking tweet out? Probably. I mean probably. You can't. Okay, from what I understood, the FTT token was mainly traded on Binance. So I think he did it. This motherfucker is the greatest influencer alive.
I love the take. <laughs> I love the take so much, bro. Because <laughs> it was like yesterday, the highest volume for FTT was on Binance. So like, if you actually understand that, that's what's pretty damn wild was that the volume circulating was basically being exchanged on the marketplace that's supposed to be acquiring it and the marketplace that took a massive allocation of it from FTX. So it just continues to show like, even I, I know I need to get better at looking at some of those things that from like a macro side, if I started diving into FTT, there was more circulating supply at the current price than could be sold based on TLV. So like when you actually look at the math of that, it, it wasn't even sustainable. It's like looking at wool and thinking that you could dump the entire wool supply and sell all of that. So I'm looking at stuff like that where I'm like, this is wild to break down. The math was just not there. And yet we were propping up all these like acquisitions and bailouts and a token that could not even be sustained. Nami, what's going on? Good morning, Easy. Good morning, everyone else. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, you caught me mid-transition to my, my, my fucking uh, wired ear- AirPods, bro. Uh, <laughs> but good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, man, Easy, I want to like, add on to what you're saying, man. Like, This is like the best time to learn. Like, I've been doing nothing but learning. You know, thankfully, some little birdie told me to stable up at 31, and I did so. And I've just been sitting on my hands, you know, just analyzing, seeing what people are saying on Twitter, you know, seeing how people are trading in Discord. It's been like a crazy 48 hours. I've only gotten like three hours of sleep. Um, and, and yeah, man, the, the information that's just being passed around is fucking golden right now. Like, like, um, you know, this is my first bear market. So like, I'm completely new to all of this stuff. Um, you know, like uh, <laughs> definitely need to, you know, fucking, uh, people pumping and dumping, you know, millions of dollars on, on Twitter. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, like it, it's just, though, it's a really good time to sit back and, and just watch other people trade. And easy. I know you're a great trader. I know Running Man's an awesome trader as well. And, you know, everyone else here too. Um, but I want to ask you, easy, like, if you had one person or, or um, whether that's on Twitter or, or uh, YouTube to learn from, um, you know, excluding you because you're, you're a great guy and I, and I watch you all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm on your shit. But, uh, like, if you could recommend anyone, who would it be to learn from in this bear at this time? Dude, so it's actually going to sound crazy. I found a smaller account. The guy's name is the Crypto Cowboy. And he was on this short last week and was like net short going into it. And he puts all of it with charts, all of it with data. He's really analytical about it. So from like a macro and TA standpoint on tokens, he's somebody that I've been diving into a lot more and trying to see like what he's finding and reading. Guy's got like sub 1K followers, but his charts are awesome. Like extremely transparent, really good calls on stuff. I'm a huge fan of what he's done and just kind of like now tailing some of his plays. He's calling for slightly more bleeding here, but he's saying that it's not the single digits we're expecting. His target's been 16 to 18 soul, which I've also seen from some of the bigger names. And that's something that I'm starting to watch a lot more is like, where are some of these people that are not just saying numbers, but putting out charts and volume indicators and all kinds of the metrics that I look for to play into. So that's the one guy I've been looking a lot at. He works for, I think it's called like uh, Trading Alpha is like his his group or whoever employs him. But it's really good stuff from like a macro standpoint. And if you want to look at the over like arching tokens, that's what I'm excited for. Trying to understand more of what's going on there. Uh, trying to think who else. Like that's probably the main one because it is a smaller account. Doesn't really have much of a, an influence on like token price. It's tough when you get to some of those accounts that have like 500,000 followers because the price moves based off of a tweet. So, thank you. So, so uh, his name was what? Crypto Cowboy? I'll DM you it right now. Okay, okay, bet. Thanks so much, man. No, no problem. Want to go to that? Want to go over to the deep? What's happening? 
Yeah, easy circling back to what Nami j- just said about everyone on the stage being a good trader. Uh, Nami, let me tell you something. I made my father buy Bitcoin at 57k. I made my brother buy FTT at $60 telling him that SBF is one of the most trustable guys in the industry and if there is one guy who will survive it all it's going to be him he's the one true king uh I, I, the worst thing is my brother doesn't even know that uh, FTT has ceased to exist uh <laughs> no but you know circling also you know talking about people who have been great followers and you know people who have learned from it. i'll tell you a few names nami uh they don't really post too much trading stuff now but over the past one year and a half they have put out immense knowledge on the timeline one guy is jim talbot he was on the uh, stream with kobe and ledger he's been on that stream before that guy is one of the best traders that you'll see then there's this other guy called insilico Insilico is one of the smartest dudes that I've ever seen in crypto Twitter but no one really knows about him because he's literally become a shit poster he doesn't post his trades but if you go to his telegram the kind of knowledge that he has put out is absolutely unreal but the thing is most people don't really you know uh take the efforts to go to telegram sit down and learn some of his concepts but he he has his own trading terminal as well which is far more cleaner than ftx and he you know he had the api of ftx on his own platform and like he he put out a better trading terminal so that guy is a giga chad and i trust him i had something more to say but uh, i kind of forgot uh, i'll circle back no worries. I feel for your brother buying FTT and not realizing that FTT now basically ceased to exist. So good luck to them. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, that's never a fun situation. Running man, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just get going back to Normie. You can see, you can hear in Normie's voice the excitement. You know, what I mean, I love that energy, man. You know, what I mean, I'm like in P- Pico, looking bear market, and um, you know, Normie's buzzing off in. That's how you got to be. You know what I mean? You know, we take take the movements, the good and the bad, and we learn from them. Um, you know, that's basically all I got to say on that. I mean, in terms of, um, you know, NFT, people who predominantly trade NFTs turning into currency traders overnight and trying to trade these conditions, um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the pro- we don't know the full details of what's coming. We don't know, you know, one tweet could change the whole metric of this situation, basically. Um, you know, and no, no man of candle graphs is going to tell you that. Um, so, you know, it's best to just to just to stay calm and just let this whole situation pan out as well. I'd say, I mean, a lot of Solana's success um, in the, you know, the previous eyes and it was, it was down to the popularity in NFTs and trading them, buying them, selling them and, the, you know, the old eco- NFT ecosystem. We need to get that back, um, in my opinion. Um, and just so much lately has just been so much negativity um, and just fucking drama. We need to get the love of M- NFTs back into this system, in my opinion. And we need to, you know, we need to all, you know, the, the NFTs and the shop front for this blockchain. Um, you know, it's our shop window, basically. We need to get, like, you know, more details on what creators, I like, I like what you're doing, Easy, with the old content thing. You know, you need to dive into what creators are doing, what I'm developing, what, what, you know, the utility we can get from NFTs. We need to bring that love back into this system. Um, and I think we can go forward from here. Um, so, yeah, that's basically all I've got to say. Yeah, I think that uh, po- being, like staying positive is much tougher in these negative events, especially like what feels like a massive black swan event. Nobody anticipated FTX going under. 
And because of that, now it's like, what's next? You know, I want to hope. I mean, a lot of this negativity with NFT wise has been like, you know, like the old system has been like, you know, we were a month or two in on that now. Um, you know, I mean, obviously this is just like a black swan event that's, you know, come from that, you know, pretty much nowhere. But um, I think when when things start to settle back down, I think we need to we need to change the old rhetoric of this ecosystem. Now we need to change we need to we need to change how we how it's displayed in the shop front of this blockchain and start and start really pushing NFTs, you know, as a, as a viable technology for the future and what they can do and and make people fall in love with them the same as we do. And so yeah. No, I think that's the best way to say it. It's also just like if you believe in the ecosystem when souls at two fifty, if anything, the ecosystem has gotten stronger despite the price action here at twenty. So that's like the craziest part to me is like even though the price action is not reflecting it, there's so many more people on the blockchain. There's so many more people interested in Solana. There's so many more people that are excited for what the future holds. And that's the biggest piece of this. So like, yeah, our bags are getting murdered. It sucks. We're seeing a ton of people sprint for the exit. I even think in the next month, we're going to see a lot of people leave the space, basically write it off. But coming from like the 2018 crash... This is one of the biggest things that like a lot of people realize like I left back then and quite literally missed off on generational wealth. So that's the biggest thing for me is like if you are able to weather the storm and actually survive the movement and price action, then you're going to be in a much more fruitful situation moving forward. And yeah. what's happening? Oh, sorry. Roman, I, I, I was just going to say, easy, you know, from what I've seen about people, flow, you know, from, from the amount of NFTs being flowed this morning. It just feels like there's a lot of people just like taking what they can get and just cashing out. So yeah, agree with you there as well. No, hundred percent. Andrew, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to see MFS leave. Uh, I know because when there was the whole ETH NFT crash, I was one of the MFS that left. Uh, I lost all my money and I was so disenfranchised. Went fuck this shit. It's all a Ponzi. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then I, I kind of fell in love with it again when I saw the seals and and Solana and whatnot. And in my opinion, like if if you believe in the ecosystem, like your risk reward is just increasing every day. Like it's a great opportunity, you know, like as, as we're talking about, like I know it's hard, but like if you love Solana at $200, then how the hell do you not love it now when more is being built on top of it and it's now looking at $16? Like I think every day the risk reward is getting better and it's, it's, it's becoming more and more accessible to more people to make like gen- genuine wealth and like, and to really buy projects they really believe in for the future, which I think is awesome. And like, I know personally, like I think I'm going to look for a second job to basically just try and, and, and fund as much as I can to get as much solid as I can by the next bull run. Like, I seriously think this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and like, fuck leaving and missing it. Like, I genuinely believe we're onto something. Bro, I just, I can't say it enough, man. Like, I'm going to knock out a uh, Breakpoint review video here shortly. And that's something that like had me so excited. Like, it was crazy to see the sentiment in, a, in like an in-person event. There wasn't a single person not smiling just because they were so excited to be in the space with people who genuinely gave a shit and were excited for what the future has. And I think that's such a big piece of this is like all the sentiment around it when you get online was totally polar opposite to what people were excited to be talking about what they were making. And like that's what kept me so excited despite this price action. What's going on, Gene? Hey, what's up? Uh, thanks for bringing me up. Yeah, I think, you know, I think you're right about like people who stick around, right? So I think that you know, the best driver of adoption, you know, it's not tech, it's not, it's, it's number go up, right? You saw it with the Reddit NFTs. When number go up, everyone suddenly wants to adopt, you know, whatever it is. But also the reverse is true, which is the best, you know, cause of people leaving is number go down. And so I think, you know, when people look back and say, wow, you guys just got lucky, you know, and ETH, you know, every cycle, 
people are like, wow, these dudes just got lucky. And I think it's not luck, right? It's like people sticking around through days like this where the asset, where, where there's like a, a tsunami of just, you know, blood in the streets. And then also, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit like bankless pills. And I feel like, you know, bankless would always talk about how like, you know, no one cares about decentralization until it's time to care about decentralization, right? Like a lot of people, you know, when it comes to like Solana versus ETH, and I'm not like a Solana hater, but I feel like when, it, when they would have conversations about Solana versus ETH, they would kind of say, well, you know, Solana's pretty centralized. Like, yeah, Solana has higher TPS, but it's kind of centralized. Like there's this risk of like, you know, SBF is obviously like pretty, you know, has a lot of influence there. And I think this is kind of what happens a little bit when you see, you know, centralization, you know, there's this risk. But then at the same time, I also think Solana, you know, to be fair, I, I think, you know, if you talk talk to an ETH maxi, they'd say, hey, you know, ETH is only down maybe 75% from all-time high, whereas Solana's down, you know, 91, 92%, and it's because of that centralization. But then you could also look back and say, well, ETH during its first cycle was down 91, 92% from all-time high. So maybe this is just Solana's first cycle, right? And like Solana, you know, by virtue of being in its first cycle is going to go down a lot and it has nothing to do with centralization. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. No, I completely agree. It's why I really enjoyed Bison's take on the market where he was breaking down the 2018 comparison to ETH and showing very similar aspects of the chart and the price action. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens moving forward. I want to go over to uh, Macman. What's going on? Yo, what up? Easy, the deep, funniest dude in Web3, Manny, P.O., all y'all up here. Man, this, this is crazy to me. I feel like we're living in a modern-day Wild Wild West movie out here where the outlaws are taking out the outlaws, and the only way we can flight to safety right now is we've got to find the safest town to live in or we got to find the best outlaw to fall underneath. And, man, long term, though, I, I, everything's so bullish, dude. This is, this is crazy. Why don't we keep that same energy we had, you know, in the bull run or even a couple weeks ago when everybody was like, dude, stack ETH, stack ETH. This is the cheapest it's been in a long time. Stack soul, stack soul. Get as much as you can. So if we jumped into fiat yesterday, I mean, today we've doubled our soul. And I think like exactly what you're saying with Breakpoint and all the other positive things coming on, if you've been investing or looking into builders over the last even two months, man, we see, I, I've seen so many more builders on soul than I have in any other blockchain right now. And it's it's been wild and everybody's freaking out, which I mean, everybody's got the right to emotions get high and everything sucks at times but at the same time it's like okay let's give it a few days recenter our focus figure out who's here actually building now that everything's kind of getting washed out find the the safe town to, to jump into and start building with them and and continue to push on we gotta we gotta have uh what, what is it from uh that football movie or tv show in texas we got clear hot clear eyes clear hearts and and be ready right I love the take, you know, a clear heart, clear mind, whatever it was. But hey, shit, that's exactly how it feels. I'm excited to just hear everybody still being bullish on the ecosystem this morning. Shows that a lot of people still genuinely give a shit, which is such a nice change of pace from what we have seen a bunch of. We're wrapping here in like six minutes, so let's keep it a little bit quick. JS, what's going on? Yeah, one thing is I think the market's currently pricing in if this FTX deal doesn't go through with Binance. Now, I don't know whether it will. You know, it's up to CZ whether he wants to buy a $3 billion hole. And that's kind of crazy. But other things, apparently Tether, I'm not sure the verity of this, but Tether went down as much as $0.97 cents last night. And I don't think I need to explain what happens if Tether goes down. Um, and then Meta also officially fired 11,000 employees. So things are looking up for everybody. You know, uh, 
as soon as as soon as Meta is firing more people, that means you know uh, the metaverse can go die, and then uh, we can actually build some good tech on the next bull run. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm hoping we don't see a death spiral in USDT. That would just be a nail in the coffin. It feels like so. That's something I'm really, really hopeful for that we don't get and can kind of see some positive price action longer term here. Ray, what's happening? Yo, good morning, boys. Shit, I fucking pulled an all-nighter. I'm just fucking trying to hang in here to the end. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I'm watching these boards crash across the board. And like you said, they're getting all these sales, right? Uh, oh, when this shit bounces back, you don't want to be the, this bo- the bozo selling your Ute at 48 or, or your D guy at 150 or SMB at 130. Well, you're going to be crying. Like, if you plan on staying here, like, you're going to be butthurt that some dude bought your shit at the bottom, bro. That's oh, all I got to sure. say. It's peak fear. It's so clear that it's peak fear. And what's even more bullish for me is just seeing how many buyers are actually stepping in. Like, there are clearly people who want to enter at these price points. Bro, they're getting sniped. <laughs> it's fucking, I'm, I, I'm looking at shit. Like, I was watching SMBs. Uh, like with Hado earlier, and uh, we're like, look, check this shit out, check this shit out. And we're just watching the floor just bang, 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 and took it out. Shit's wild. Oh, it's chaotic, bro. It, I am a little bit upset. I'm not going to sit here and lie that I could have saved 50 soul on my entrance and uh, like two grand. But hey, to each their own, I'll be fine. I'm not going to let that monkey leave. I'm excited to bag hold that one. Dude, their show out at Breakpoint, they had multiple events every single day just for SMB holders. And this is coming from a project that's completely community driven. So like I keep looking at that and I'm like, that's impressive as hell that they've been able to maintain that. And I'm just more excited to see what they continue to develop. They're still waiting on a whole bunch of positive signs, whether it's that acquisition and like buyout of the SMB side. I believe there's also like a monkey token dropping. I'm a little bit hesitant on tokens after the FTT situation. But hey, if there's any positive catalysts, I'm excited for them in the current market. Hoddle, what's going on? But that's because we got the best builders. Like, nah, we got Frank down there. I see Chico, Shake, Liberty. That's Solana. Like, we're not going anywhere. Like, that. we need that. We got artists that are just going to make one-on-one art every day. This ain't changing, man. Like, we're here for the long run. That's the beautiful part about this. Give me an SMB all day. 130, if I see something I love, pew, mine. Like, come on. This Solana's not going anywhere. And, like, all this, like, bearish talk is beautiful because I'm just going to gobble up every dip and... When y'all come back in six months to a year, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be right there with you, my friend. We were here last uh, last year at this time. We'll be here next year at this time. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to look back at this and be like, dude, do you all remember November last year? That was a fucking bloodbath. As we're sitting here, much better off and a much happier situation with it all and just excited for everything else. The Deep, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, dude, the the one thing that we all need to pray right now is that there's one positive news from CZ. And I think we could see a massive short squeeze on Seoul because, uh, you know, shorts are getting piled up right now on Seoul. So, you know, if CZ puts out something that's positive, you know, like uh, in, in terms of his relationship with, you know, what he wants to do with Seoul, I think we we could see one more, you know, super leg up. And dude, the, it, it's going to be really vigorous and i'm really excited I, i'm i mean i'm not really excited i'm just really hopeful that it happens so that's one thing and easy like i said dude i you know people are scared of the bear market but i am literally born in the bear market so i'm not scared 
uh i've still been showing up every single day and dude me getting into crypto i like the first thing i ever experienced was the may crash last year so uh yeah and once again this crash is now dude i i have experienced more crashes than rallies in in the time that i've been here so i think you know it's it's uh, making me stronger mentally emotionally i can't say physically because i am in the house the entire day so yeah uh, i think you know being around the right people in in these situations really helps you know uh, be calm and i think that if anyone has lost money uh, talk it out with a few people uh, try to learn and uh, yeah i don't think crypto is going to zero but hey i have been wrong before <laughs> we've all been wrong it's uh, sad to hear that you've seen more crashes than rallies my friend i'm hoping that that flips here shortly fast edward fast eddie what's going on my guy it was great to spend the week with you oh dude it was so awesome in person it's a beautiful solana sunrise over here in los angeles i just made it back safely from lisbon and uh yeah i'm reading through a lot of the of everything that's happened it's uh, obviously apparent i don't need to summarize that but i was actually a little excited about one little aspect of this whole negative thing i think it's a really good time for everyone to just get together with your communities not buy anything right now you know just kind of take a chill pill go jump in with the communities you're already a part of the ones you've spent so much time to grow in and let's go make some really cool shit while all the big billionaires figure all this stuff out right like I'm excited to figure out what we're going to build today and I think that's a good place to go is like go dive into your communities it's okay to sell it's okay to be upset but we got our boys dude so I'm a little optimistic just waking up that way trying not to wake up crying <laughs> looking at these damn numbers you know <laughs> <laughs> hey bro we need some optimism you know, bro we need it dude our teams are there these projects we spent a lot of time to get involved with during the bull market are still there and, and the founders that are still there and the people like Frank sitting down there listening to this space, gauging sentiment and all that, it's like, let's just be excited to go be a part of those communities that we're a part of and build some great shit and be really careful buying right now. Really careful. Ten times more careful. That's oh, yeah. I wanted to wake up and check in with. Easy. When, when I, I saw you starting these spaces, the time zone was in Lisbon. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to get up at 5 a.m. now. This is good. I'm, I'm going to be on my <laughs> shit, dude. I'm going to be sharp. I'm hey, I'm, I'm excited to run these spaces, bro. I'm actually genuinely excited. Like these are, it's a good little breakdown in the morning. See where the market took us overnight. Break down uh -huh. what's happening at the day. I'm excited for them. Dude, I'm really excited to be here with you. And uh, I'm going to be getting up with the sun, dude. Freaking stoked, man. Just, you know, That's, guys. Talking, can't beat that. Just check in with your communities, bro. Check in with your people. If you're stronger than others, check in with the ones that are hurting. And if you're hurting, check in with the ones that are strong. Have some chats and... I'm just like, let's just go build some really cool shit. We got the time, right? So 1000%, my friend. I cannot agree any more about that. Yeah. That's what I love to hear. Running Man, let's wrap it up. What's going on? Easy. I remember this, this time last November, we was in the nifty, hyping stealth mints. It was stealth mint season, proper DJ and shit. Now, this, this November, we've got different sort of situation, but we're getting through it. Um, next November, we'll be in a different spot again. The thing is, we'll still be at and we'll still be talking to each other. Um, and I'm just going to quick off what Rai said. Um, there's a lot of flaws dumping, you know, not fa not, not financial advice, but there's, there's a lot of flaws gone past um, peak, de peak despair, in my opinion. I've been buying this morning. Um, and, yeah, we do, we're just going to get through this together easy. Um, you know, it's, it, we, we meet, the blockchain's stable. I think people just need to like, just 
take a step back, take pause, don't liquidate your NFTs that you've like been gathering all year and just um, take a few days and listen to some calm voices instead of pixelated JPEGs on Twitter screaming despair. Um, so, yeah, and um, we'll get through this definitely. And ne next November, we'll all be here again. Hopefully, um, the Stealth Mint and DJing in again. Um, so, yeah, um, looking forward to it. Um, Bring so, back yeah. the Stealth Mints. It'll circulate the bull. I'm positive of it. Worst yeah. thing that could happen is you get rugged. The network's already rugged us, so we're here to stay. That's a beautiful episode of the start of these morning shows. Shout out to everyone for tuning in. It's been a dope, dope space. We're going to be back again at 5 p.m. Eastern time today. A little market recap. Let's see how the day shakes out. And then back again tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time. If you haven't, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. We are on there. If you miss these spaces or can't tune in live, NFTs Made Easy is the headline of it. We'll have both episodes on there. I love you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And the one positive is the Solana network actually stayed up despite this clusterfuck. So some good on the uh, some light at the end of the title. Some good things here. And we got the morning show in six minutes. We'll catch you there. <laughs>